Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 118. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, it's good to be back. We had uh, probably about a three-week break from our... Our uh, truck show. Yeah, our, our rutten show that had a huge audience. Uh, it's the, the biggest audience <laughs> we've ever had. Full stop. End of story. It's so, great. Uh, that took the podcast into the bit of the stratosphere for us. Yep. Uh, so, but look, uh, thank you so much for all the amazing, kind comments. Uh, yeah. Look, listening back to it, it's funny when you when you do a show, you're so much concentrating on what you're going to ask and, and looking at your notes and you... Because it's truck, right? It's yeah. the head coach. And, and so you... I actually get more value when I listen to it back and hear his answers and go, I'm actually properly listening to what he has to say and realise his, his interview was great and um, he's been really good since then as well. So uh, I think he's had a, a really good kind of three weeks of communicating. He's obviously has a big importance now on on the club history. He's, he's having it mandatory that the guys must train at Windy Hill once a week yep. to connect uh, with its spiritual home. So I think uh, he's had a, a really good three or four weeks and I think the fans, from what I see, have really embraced it. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm very happy to see the, the, um, the focus on Essendon culture. I think from last year we... And even still to this year, we don't know who we are as a club. We, as a, from a supporter's point of view, um, I don't know what we are. I don't understand what kind of game plan we're going to have moving forward. Trucks given us, and we asked him um, what blue collar kind of work meant. And you can understand coming from a bloke like Truck who, <coughs> excuse me, um, played down back, would have won Danny Frawley's Golden Fist Award umpteen dozen times. Um, you know it's going to be um, blue collar. You know it's going to uh, he's going to make the players work hard. Um, but still, to this day, we're not quite sure what that looks like on the field. But yep. to get him on and have him talk a bit more about us and see the focus that he's got on understanding what it means initially to be an Essendon footballer, I reckon is a great base for the guys to learn what it means to be a footballer, get a bit of love back for the club, um, and then start figuring out who's going to be kicking on their left boot and their right boot into the forward line. No, exactly. And we obviously got news recently of Kelly uh, looking to support his family while his wife has had a promotion. Yeah, got to do that. Got to do that. She's obviously been a a rock to him for most of his playing career and coaching career. So fully understand. I I know it was a little bit unexpected at the club. uh, Yeah, it's a bit of a – I bet you it's a bit of a bummer (laughs) because he's wildly popular. Yeah, he's he's such a lovely guy and, you know, came at such a, a crucial time as a player. Uh, to help out the club uh, down back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, massive shout-out to uh, James Kelly. Thank you for everything you've done. For more reports, you are an actually um, splendid person. Splendid. I don't know I don't know why. It's Excellent <laughs> use of the superlative there, Scotty. Uh, James, if listening, mate, I'd, I'd back that up. You're splendid. <laughs> I just went British for a second there. I was just a splendid person. Um uh, yeah, but for more reports, uh, a terrific guy and uh, just wish him all the best and him and family and health. Uh, so uh, we move on. It sounds like yep. Uh, I, my guess is without really knowing, Jeremy Siracusa did a lot of stoppage work at the Bulldogs and considering Kelly, Kelly was doing the stoppage work, I can see that him taking a little bit of that reins. Yeah, it's going to be sort of um, incorporated into the um, the existing coaching panel. So yeah, G, G is the prime guy on that one, I, I expect. So, look, um, 
Uh, look, just lastly, Xavier Campbell obviously has been in the news. I'm just going to do we're just going to do a very quick five ten minute recap, go to a break, and then we all know why you why you're on the podcast because why because uh, I went out to the Inter Club, the very first Inter Club game today. Oh, really? Did they they played it? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, and look, just so everyone understands, we do this quite a bit. I haven't talked to Grant for one second about today. No, and and we we now sort of deliberately do that. So Grant's, Grant couldn't make it today because of work, obviously. Uh, and he, how I like it is if I don't tell him anything, um, then he can ask, answer, ask the questions. And it's just a fan across from me, like like we do when we have lunch. Exactly so, right, man. And this is the thing. I, this is this kind of format is the exact kind of thing that we started off the entire podcast with. It was Scotty noticed something or heard something or vice versa, I heard or noticed or whatever. And we'd be sat opposite each other with some uh, some hot sauce on some chicken tenders. And um, you'd go, oh, mate, did you see this today or did you see that today? And then you'd take a breath, your chicken tenders are cold, and you've been talking for 45 minutes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It'll be great. So, yeah, well, just with Xavier, it's, it sounds like the Crows um, have uh, at least ha- targeted him, which is, kind of makes sense because uh, he played for South Australia. And he, I know he kind of wasn't born in South Australia and he, as an Essendon fan, but he, he obviously played in South Australian League for, for quite some time. So... Uh, I think they want a, a bit of experience and someone who knows SA culture. So, yeah, on behalf of the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast, um, the Adelaide Crows can bugger off. Um, <laughs> so, they can just stay over there and uh, be in South Australia and they can bugger off. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I've been trying to think about what I think of it. Um, uh, you never really know what goes on in the inner workings, and uh, I I have no idea where Xavier's head out if he's if he's just not going or if he's thinking about it. Um, he has been at Essendon since two thousand thirteen, from memory, or fourteen. So he's he's been around for a while. So it, you know, every person also likes a new challenge. So it's you know, I'm, I won't be surprised also if he if he. If he goes as, as well, so that, but I have no idea what's that hundred and fiftieth bomb a year. He did so, want to see that through, yeah. Didn't he? Right, so that mm-hmm. so that'll be a that'll that would be a big thing for him. The thing that I worry about though now is this is two senior head hunting jobs that have been offered to Xavier. Does he say no to both of them? Like he had the AFL post all but stitched up. And he had he's got the Adelaide one that they're sniffing around him for. How many times can he say no to probably the the B double worth of money that they're backing up to him? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know what? If I'm being very blunt, if Eston don't have a good year this year, then yeah, it, it, yeah. And it, this is the it thing: may is be, though, it may be time anyway. Um, yeah, is is but is he going to get this? Is the, the, the problem for Paul Xavier is it is he going to get another offer? Yeah, yeah, I know. And, I mean, Adelaide is it's um, a fine balance, isn't it? If your club just continues not to perform under your president or president, no, C- well, under yeah. CEO, sorry, not yeah. president, um, then uh, you know, you know. And, and then the other side of that, Scotty, like this is a this is a standard lunchtime catch up podcast discussion with me and Scotty. Is that <coughs> excuse me, Xavier? When you look at what he's done with the business um, of Essendon, couldn't be in a better position. Yeah, it's, biggest it's, sponsor in in AFL history and Under Armour. That's his really. Uh, that's his six, primary role. That's his primary role, and he's very very good at it. So, yep. and then he's like I said, he's he's put the hand in the checkbook to get Triple S, to get the draft picks, to get all of this sort of stuff, to keep to get Gia, to get Truck, to get all these guys that are when we bring them over are regarded as some of the best, if not the best, in their field, and. Xavier keeps putting his hand in his pocket and making it happen. 
right? And yep. also um, building a brand new facility at Essendon, and currently we've got a, a world standard facility at Essendon. So I'm 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 on the hugely successful Xavier bandwagon. Scotty's just sort of hanging off the back of that. Um, just I oh, look at uh, you know for me, if there's a criticism and and you know I don't like to be. But I think it's just it's just natural for me to say that the football operations role that he um, he recruits uh, it just has not worked out. Whether it's um, Neild, it's Craig, it's 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 Rob Kerr, it's Richardson. At some point, the on field has got to perform. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, so. and and that's 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 the other half of the thing. But look, if he's if he's going to be in, if Adelaide is sniffing around, he's potentially going to a just a car team uh, that will be that are no good at the moment. And he if he wants to go there and have as much if not more problems than he had when he lobbed at the Bombers, um, then you'd be welcome, Xavier. But uh, if you want to stay with us, who uh, I know I've said this a million times and everybody's going to go, yeah, not in the last 15 years or however many days since we won a final. Um, but the Bombers, we've drafted well. We've got some real good kids. We're going to draft again next year really well. And we've, we're have maybe outside the eight. I say we're inside the eight, but just. But, um, yeah, it's a much better position for him to be in uh, than he would be in Adelaide, even if they do um, give him the national debt. Yeah, I mean, Adelaide, in all seriousness, has been a basket case as well. For ages, and that's what I'm saying. So They're just a the massive whole, pile yeah, of cacao, that With team. the off-season thing, and, and, and something's not their fault. I mean, you, your coach gets murdered. Yeah, that's uh, not it's not. It's not, I'm sure that was horrific, and that's they've had a real struggle, and, and, and a club that's gone through a lot of pain. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope he stays. Really hope genuinely hope he stays. Well, look, uh, everyone's obviously keen to hear about the inter-club match, so I'm going to go to a quick break. Come back and we'll discuss it in length. At length. Try that. Jeez, you want to... Jeez, like a splendid at length <laughs> splendid. today. Nice way. Yes, thanks. <laughs> Bit of rage. And we well, are back... <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there. 117 episodes. I've done the coming back from the break part. I saw you on your phone. I was like, I better say something in case it doesn't say anything. Uh, uh. Welcome back to the Lunch Time Catch Up podcast. That's my best friends. Now then, over to you, Scotty. Splendid. Uh, now, <laughs> let's talk about the Interclub match. So, uh, went down this morning. There was 11 a.m. Interclub match. The uh, sun was shining. The, sun the birds were shining. singing. There was a lot of people watching, so I could tell. I could actually tell there was a lot of families watching um, of the players of the yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, wouldn't I? Don't know for sure, but um, you're thinking draftees that kind of because you had like oh, okay. you had so, like parents yeah, 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 and their yeah, kids. Good call. Good call. Yeah, um, watching behind the fence, which always seems weird, but there was a, it was it was quite a bit of a crowd watching today uh, the first inter club game. So it was a beautiful day. It was a five six goal breeze. Uh, if you're looking at the roadside, looking at the hangout to the right, um, so it was a very strong wind, unfortunately. So if you're playing full forward <laughs> on that end, you didn't get much action because the ball okay. just didn't go down there. So uh, so they played around about eight 15-minute quarters, um, which sounds weird, but I think, I think oh, it's – Hang on a minute. What? Sorry, that went straight over the top of my head. Eight 
15 minute quarters. Yes. Dang. So uh, I, I, I'm assuming uh, that's just to lessen the idea of injuries. And, and I guess after 15 minutes, the coaches, if they pick up something, they're trying to adju- yeah, okay. address it more quickly because yeah. there was a lot of conversation see, after each 15 minutes. So they're still heavy into teaching, which I really like. Mm. Um, okay, 15 minutes. It's in like it's a proper intense 15 minutes. Yep. Uh, the guys went for it. Like uh, there was a, a clash where – um, Ridley was kind of kicking it from the pocket to um, back Gle- pocket. Uh, yeah, it's from to Gleason uh, and the back fifty. Uh, and Redman was coming from behind, could almost spoil it, but decided to crunch him, absolutely crunch him, crunch Gleason. And then you know Gleason's teammates uh, were all you know wrestling, firing up and wrestling with Redman, with the pushy pushy. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and Redmond, you know, in typical fashion, you know, he wasn't backing down. And no, he'd, be, he'd be chatting to him and all. And, you know, it made me think because uh, I was talking to Neil uh, Nackers for Blitz fans. Um, it did make me think and go, well, these guys are fighting for positions. Like, Gleason, this is an definitely. Air, this is an area of the ground because you – I'll talk about Heppel soon, but Heppel and Hine look pretty set and there's not many spots left. Like, no. Cahill is playing well. And you go, there's not spots. Rid- Ridley's yeah. a lock, an absolute lock. Francis down is having a really good preseason. Uh, so Stewart's, he's definitely down back. Uh, from what I've seen, yes. Okay. Um, uh, and Stewart's looking good. So is sorry, I, I can't keep it going. Francis, where did he play? Like fullback or? Um, no, he played not. Not Ridley's role, but kind of in between fullback and Ridley's role. So, I don't, you and know, then where did Ridley like play? A, like a second or third tall kind of. Okay, play. but meaning Ridley the, played his main inter- center half back intercept. Okay, yeah. cool. And then so that's going to put Francis because if you've got Hindy and and Hepps on a half back flank each, that means it puts Francis at fullback. Uh, no, Stewart seemed more full back to me today. Okay, so we've got sort of three tallish down there. We've got Francis, Stewart, and Rids. Yeah, and look, it's hard to um, – this is going to be a hard one. They say, where did he play? And, oh, so, you know, he might be tight for a spot. Know that it's two Essendon teams, so there's two defence. Did they do So the- you've got – on the other back line, you've got Hooker, you've got, you know, Gleeson – you got so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I understand to say you know oh well who's going to play where no 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 I'm just just interested especially with Francis as to where he's going to spend some time right did they do the score a goal and then the defense becomes the offense and the offense becomes a defense? no 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 this is the game just okay the proper had, game. had AFL umpires fifty meter penalties you know. You know, because there was a bit of there was, apologies. There was, you know, that Redmond one was a fifty. Yeah, uh, there was a there was a another one where <laughs> I think someone um, abused the umpire. <laughs> so it was it was properly on today. Okay, so it, right. was, it was a match. Like when they played that fifteen minutes, it was a proper match. Talk to me about Hindy. So now, lots of run, or what's he doing with it? So Hindy was really really impressive. Lots of run, good burst speed. One thing I really liked about him that probably differ, differentiates oh, my English today. Splendid. Yep. Uh, that is a difference to Asadi is he looked to to lower his eyes better. Okay. And, and so if he had a burst of speed, he wasn't out of control. Okay, uh, cool. Because I'm, I'm thinking with Heine, the difference between Heine and Saadi is that maybe, like Heine is as quick as Saad probably. But he is, he is. Yeah, and... 
the one thing about Sadi, which and I'd still love him at the club, but I mean the one thing about Sadi is that he would run because he can, he'd run 20, 25, 30 meters, like in breakneck speed. Yeah. And because his head would be half down, and then he'd look up at 35 meters because he could run that far, because nobody can catch him. He'd look up at 35 meters and then start bombing things in long and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I get the impression that Hindy's probably gonna run 18 to 25 meters, not run as far. But as fast, but not as far, and then maybe look for that lowering of the eyes. Would that be right? Yeah, well, that's how well put because that's how he was today. Like he, he had the short burst to break out of a pack, but then instantly was looking for an option. So we controlled the footy and not bottom okay. long. So uh, look, I'll tell you who I thought. There's some key guys. Yeah, who stood out? That stood out to me. Um, if. <laughs> I, I, I won't actually talk about him much because I do it all the time. So, but Cole Langford, I seriously. No, I agree. If he's playing well, I want to hear all about <laughs> he it. Seriously, got the ball about forty dives. It was ridiculous. What from the middle? From the middle. So he played in the middle, um, meaning he, dead smack in the middle, or yeah, he actually played a good chunk of time as the actual clearance Joe Watson middle. You know that, that's what we want, baby. Yes, and, and he was as dominant as you know as on, any on whom as any player. Who was he facing up against? Um, uh, I think Merritt. Um, All right, yeah, good. So, I mean, it is, uh, understands a lot of rotations with yeah, this kind of format. So, yeah. uh, I'm not going to be always accurate, but yeah, Merritt was the uh, was the opposite kind of defender with okay. with Smith, um, Shield sometimes. Caldwell in there. I'll talk about him. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for the amount of coughing. Sorry, people. Uh, yeah, and so. Langford, yeah, uh, he was everywhere. He just completely dominated. Okay, so dominate because I'm fascinated with the bloke, and I know you say, "Oh, I talk about him all the time." Don't care. He's a gun. So, what are we talking? Are we talking picking it up off the ground, getting the handballs out, or are we? Or are we talking? Yes, yeah, some of that clearance stuff in the middle, clearance, but then around yeah. around the middle of the ground, taking marks, linking players, and doing stuff like that. Look, a bit of everything. Like he was just, he was really good under the ball, getting the clearance getting the first two steps out, getting a handball out. So, nice. we, so we started running. Um, uh, yeah, he, and he was just really clean and used the ball really, really well. Like Excellent. he just had good control. Um, and even when he was um, kicking, and it was like a 30, sorry, a five-goal breeze against uh, against yeah. him, he, he knew what to do. Like he just would chip, chip it more 30, part, yeah, 30 okay. metres. So really good game. Um Right next to him was Jai Caldwell. Oh, hang on a minute, Scotty's <laughs> now. If you can see this in the uh, in the podcast studios, everybody, Scotty's got that little grin going on. I like to see that. Okay, we have a serious player. Really, we do. Yeah, and whew, he was good today. He was really, really oh, good. Baby. So, uh, oh yeah. So uh, he he had one play where um, right. Tapped it to him in traffic. It, really clean hand, one hand kind of grab. Yeah. Uh, Shield went to tackle him. Did a Leon Baker spin blind turn around him. Did a bounce and then just nailed a 30 meter pass to Josh oh, Air. And yeah, I was like, baby. okay, okay. Yeah. To the kitty, that's but, why. But he would have got the ball 30 times. He, he was. Caldwell he, with the 30, 30 touches. Yeah, he would have maybe kicked a couple of goals as well from the midfield. Um, and he was just. Wow. Really, 
He was really, really impressive. He could be the, and this is the thing, like it, that was one intra-club match against other Essendon footballers. But um, he could be the massive Smokey for us. He could, and one that's really underrated that people are going to like, and, and this will be summed up in a play. There's a play where uh, the ball was 20 metres out uh, from the goals, um, and Stewart was running and Colwell was in front of him, and Stewart's gone to kind of go around him with the uh, the, the dusty kind of fend off. Oh, it's a, Stewart had a head of steam up. He was trying to, and Colwell said, "I'm going to tackle you." Had none of it. He just picked him up and threw him to the ground, and I was like, "Picked up Jimmy Stewart, all hundred and <laughs> about was, four kilos it was of a him." Really heavy tackle. Yeah, and, and it was like holding the ball. Because if there is one thing I look at that kid about, he's a reasonably good looking rooster, but he's. He's not exactly John he, Cena. Yeah, he plays stronger than his body. So he's like Zach. Zach Merritt. I look at Zach Merritt and I see him yeah, when I'm at true. Yeah. Like Zach when he Merritt, tackles. When he tackles, it. you look at him and go, damn, what he hangs off people until they fall over. He's really strong in the tackles. So it's brilliant to hear that he's not just going to be a one way footballer. He's going to be both. No, he, he's very, very strong defensively. So Yes, baby. It's we want to hear. He was, um, I mean, Truck just would have been smiling today, big time. Especially um, especially with the mids. Yeah, yeah. So he played mid under the ball the whole game and just looked very, very impressive. Running, just decision-making is really, really good. So he's entirely fit as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right nice. to go. Yeah, so he'll – I mean, he's serious round one stuff. So uh, – and, mm. like, he took McGrath. McGrath didn't play today. Don't know why. So okay. before anyone yep. asked, don't, don't know, know why. He, look, he was just stand, – he just was sitting comfortably laughing in the in the stand, you know, the, the hangar stand. Okay. So I'm going to say Nobody cautionary. Knows why. Uh, knows why. And him and Sam Draper did the same. Sam Draper actually did about a 90-minute running workout in front of us uh, and looked absolutely fine. It just obviously um, – Whatever. That's fine. Feels like he's 90% over whatever he had because he was running really, really well okay. and looks fit. So And did a lot of Tat Ruckman work, a lot of wrestling work. So not cool. worried about him. Darcy Parrish. Darcy Parrish was actually really good today. Um, Mids? Yeah, played midfield. I feel like they're going to play him a lot more mid. Thank God. Uh, he looked quite clean with his ball use. Uh, by he, foot? Yeah, by foot. Excellent. Yeah. So he, he had a good kicking day today. Um, uh, would have kicked one. I don't think he kicked two goals. He definitely kicked a not really nice goal uh, on Excellent. the run. So, um, yeah, I thought he was really clean with his hands today. He's, he's definitely got a lot stronger, so he has a bit more physical presence around, yeah. around the contest. And I think that's where we'll um, probably have a, an improvement with him, Colwell, and if, even, if, even if Langford. Langford's definitely got a much more physical element to him. So you're going to have – I feel like you're going to have a bit more of a contested, better brand around the ball. Now that Heppel's not most probably – going to be playing in the midfield. Mm -hmm. Does that open up Langford to be in the first group of midfielders with Zach and Sheil and yeah. Langford? Has he stepped, is he going to step up and be the initial big-bodied mid that the mystical bloody person we've been after? Look, he could be because I noticed Sheil played a lot on the wing. Uh, and and like Langford was handballing it out to him. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. Have a think about it. I don't. I don't you don't want to see Dylan. Dylan Shields a Ferrari man. Ferraris don't go on dirt roads. 
you give a Ferrari a clear um, a clear p- a patch of bitumen, you let him run. So I, I don't mind seeing uh, Dylan Shield on the outside of a pack. We said this last year, man. We said this last year. The likes of um, Dylan Shield and Devin Smith and those guys having to get the ball in and under is yeah. a waste of Dylan Shield's talent because he's got yeah. the jets to be able to put 20 metres like Hindy in that on a bloke and then lower his eyes and hit people if he can people yeah. lace out but um that's really good to hear that they're playing him on a wing because i, I thought they maybe play langford on a wing yeah. um and have him roll through the the mids but if they want to put shield out there mate that's and roll him through then that's great yeah especially the way the guys were playing today you know the the guys were clearing it out to shield and there shield takes that 15 meters 15 meters of space that he you give him and it's and it's very damaging yeah know. he's 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 incredibly damaging when he gets a ball in his so, hands uh, one player so I want to talk about. So we have one or two list spots available and we've obviously got a group of guys vying for a position. Mm. One of the guys' name is Waterman, uh, who came from the Waffle, and kicked 26 or, or 28 goals over mm. in the Waffle last year, led the Waffle and score a goal assists. Yep. He sincerely was a top five player today. So In he, the mids again. He surprised the heck out of us today. Does it was he no 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 small forward okay small forward right so I, I look at when I went down to training and had a look at him he looks like a big solid unit he is. like he's a big big yeah. solid unit got a touch of the fridges um, RIP wherever you are fridge um, he's got a touch of the fridges the only thing I worry about him is he quick enough yeah it's interesting he seemed fine today like to the eye he seemed absolutely fine because he did what what was his strengths well he just kept. When you thought a play was dead, he kept on making it alive for his team. Second efforts. Second efforts. Just physicality. Like there was sometimes yeah. you just just wield the ball. Because you've got a veteran. Like you've got a proper AFL body there. Yeah. He, he would have kicked probably three or two, but he would have created about three of assistant. Okay. So he was a very impactful player. Is he a lead-up small forward or a isolation or a crumbing um, no. What's going to be best suited to him? Yeah, right? it's it's really interesting. He, he's kind of like what you wanted Begley to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can do a bit of both. Probably lead up a little bit. Maybe a bit of up. isolation with the big bod. But he he nailed an amazing forty meter pass today, um, to hooker, where he got the ball out. It was about seventy yards out, and uh, it was a ball up. He just charged through, grabbed the ball with clean hands. And he's a left footer, but just nailed the kick. It was like it was, Hooker only had half a meter on his opponent. Now we've we've got a spot for him, don't we? Yeah. Well, like, after today, oh, you know, you'd have to if you're a coach, you would have to consider what he did today because, and I'll talk about our forwards t- today because mm. um, it is a bit of a concern. The fact that you Ooh. saw saw a guy create five or six, either kick or create five or six goals. And he's not on your list, but that's what you saw today. Mm. And and it's probably eleven goals kicked today out of between the two teams. So to see that, you go, well, that's exactly what we need. Like yeah. this guy's creating a small forward, yeah, <laughs> to to replace Arazio's. It was like Cramery kind of role. You yeah, know? It's yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. That physical can take a mark if you if you're one on one. He's going to out out strength you, but. Yeah. If it, the ball hits the ground, he's just as damaging. So has he got a decent boot on him? Yeah, is he, he really going to kick it from forty? Oh yeah, easy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's got a decent boot. So, I 
you know, I'd, because, be, I'd be surprised if they didn't. It's not like we it. have to wait till somebody's on the long-term injury list or something. We no. Can, we can put him in a list. He really is on a trial just to say, do you want yeah. to be on the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so. cool. But so, And when you say on the list, it's not rookie list or anything like that. That's He could play round one. Yeah, he could play round one. Cool. So um, I, I would be very, very tempted on what I saw. So Especially with that experience, man. He's got the experience. He's got yeah, the he's, bod. Yeah, he's a mature... It mm. didn't look out of well. Obviously, I'm, I'm like I'm legit saying. I mean, this is all us talking. All the guys watching the training, legit saying he was a top five player. I mean, all you know, there was forty guys out there, and I, I, he had a quarter where he was easily the best player on the on the ground. Nice. So, I, were they looking for him? Were the mids looking for him, or is he sort of a bit opportunist in how he got the ball? I, I no, I felt like they the our players thought he was a good player because okay. they kept on giving it the ball to him. That's that should add to the yeah. club's enthusiasm. I felt, yeah, I about felt him. like the guys, the, our own guys, thought he was good, um, and and hence they were looking for him, or and and knew, sort of knew he was good. Mm. Uh, so it was. I mean, it's always good when your midfield has confidence in the forward line player that they're kicking it to, because if if they see him leading, or they see him one on one. It's not a, oh, I wonder if I should kick it. To, I mean, they should always kick it to Josh Eyre, if at all possible, and wherever the kid is on the park. Even if he's on the bench, they should still kick it to Josh Eyre. But if this guy, Waterman, is available and Josh Eyre is either injured or in another state, um, then maybe – and it's great to see them having the option or having the confidence to be able to kick it to that bloke. So that's really yeah. good. Now, let's, t- let's talk about the forwards. Um, so, Josh Eyre. Josh here, kick two, kick two goals. Kick, of course he did. <laughs> so well, with his left foot. Yeah, he's a left footer. No, with his right foot. <laughs> no, easy. With his left, left, definitely with his left foot. Both around about forty yards out. Um, of course he did. Straight present, through the middle. Presented as well as he could. He had a he had a first quiet sort of twenty minutes. But I will say, Carl Walker was on him, and and one on one. Look, Kyle, stop beating up on Josh. All right, it's. <laughs> I mean, it was just. Yeah, he's a kid. Was, let him. Um, let him grab a couple. But no, no, no. I mean, trust me. Like that, you can. Whenever you watch Josh Air train, you can see the computer going on in the head. Yeah, when when there was a bit of a change up, and they had a a guy more similar size to him, he started to then impact. Kicked a couple of goals. Jukes took some marks. Yeah, yeah, took some marks. Yeah, uh, did a really nice lead up from the wing. Uh, really nice sort of hands out Lloydy kind of mark. Turned around now to 20 metre pass. Fine. Um, uh, Harrison Jones uh, kicked a goal. Yes. Now, hang on a sec. Let's take a bit of time on him because he's he's dead set centre half forward from right, from round one. Yeah, he, he kept on running. He, he, um, he had one of those days where for some reason his leads, and we actually used the ball really well today, but for some reason his leads just didn't get the kicks that honoured Honoured the leads. Oh. Uh, so uh, it's one of those games you go, I'm not really too concerned. Good movement, even if you didn't Just do moved well with well. it. Good movement. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, good. Looked lively. Uh, Peter Wright um, uh, had his opportunity a few times to mark. Uh, <laughs> this, this sounds like a review of Peter Wright. <laughs> and, and just... <sighs> Peter Wright. <sighs> How do I say this? Had his opportunities. Looked dangerous. Uh, it's funny, like... When he went went outside the fifty, he looked really good. So he presented up on the wing a lot, marked the ball fine, turned around, really good kick. Yeah. So he actually impacted the game, but he just has a thing where he goes down to the goal square, and like well, I'm talking like contested marking though. Yeah. Just just uh, the guys just had him covered for for most of that. I'll be honest, you know, I can okay. only be honest. But 
it's not like he played poor and it wasn't he wasn't presenting. Yeah, it sounds trying like his, a perfect review of Peter. So, Ryan. Um, but that, you know, you look at the forward line on, on even on both teams, and it was a little bit concerning that when the coach after half time, like it, during the third. If it was like a third period, the third period of they moved Cal Hooker full forward. He kicked three goals in ten minutes, right? Okay. So, and you, and he was clearly okay. Well, you're the, you're clearly the most dangerous forward. Let's play today. Oh, really? Looked at um, apart from Josh. Yeah. Now yep. I know he's going to play defense, but I'm more saying that's what in my head I'm going. Well, that's what I've got to accept. That Jones is a young kid. Josh is a young kid. Yeah. Cox is a young kid. Peter Wright's and Peter Wright's got potential. Still got potential. Definitely, he's going to kick goals. No doubt about it. He's going to yeah. going to help out, but the, our goal is going to have to be manufactured in various ways. And that's why I'm talking about Waterman, the importance of him, yeah. the importance of Waller, the importance of you know maybe a Perkins during the year. Yeah. You know how we're we going to manufacture goals. Smith, Langford roaming down sometimes. Uh, that was why it was pleasing that a lot of our goals were midfielders today. So, and, and that's the Coldwell, um, Parish. If that if that can kind of continue on, yeah, the goals out of the mids are worth yeah. their weight in gold. Um, Waller, I saw a, um, a clip. Did we see Waller off? Oh, that, that's that. See, that's not the face that I want to see. Um, <laughs> he was quiet. He was really quiet. Oh, us. really? What so, forward? Um, played forward. Um, kicked a. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was a typical Waller. It kicked an absolutely spectacular goal from the boundary line, um, and you're like, oh wow. And then, but but. He, but he, he did seem out of it today. I don't know why, but uh, okay. just I'm just being honest. He just just didn't get and see. This is the thing. Like get his hand watch, on the ball much. I mean, a bloke like that is when he touches it, man. Every eyeball oh, in the he's joint. He's kicking is around on. the ground like he did. Get probably get about ten possessions right. He's kicking around the ground when he gets it on the wing or half forward. It is by far the most elite at the club. Like it was just amazing the and, skill. And the thing with with Bollitude, like you, and that's the tease because you want him twenty times. Exactly. That's you want him to get the ball the amount of times um, Waterman did. <laughs> yeah. And that that's the thing with Wally. You, you do notice when he's had a bad game. Well, a, hasn't had a massive Quite possession normal, game yeah, yeah. yeah. Because every time he touches the ball, every single eyeball is on him, wanting yeah, yeah. to know, oh, what's he going to do with it? Um, so when. You, you, when I look at your eyes right now and you go, yeah, Walla, it he mustn't have had many touches. Although, yeah, it, it's a compliment why I get sometimes frustrated when he's quiet because of the talent you, that You he know how has. damn bloody talented he is, yeah. 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 And and, it, and it's not from lack of effort or anything. It's just it, it's just he just was quiet, a bit quiet today. That's that's all I can say. So, look, we're kind of getting towards a, what, a, almost a halfway point. Um I want to talk about the the skipper um, because that was a huge positive today, and uh, and I got to talk about it. All right. Can I do this one? I'll let you speak. Can I do this one? Okay, welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, uh, Scotty was talking about um, uh, Dyson, the skipper. Yeah, so Dyson Happel, as been talked about through articles in the, in the club and Rutten talking, played off halfback. Now, he was basically the Luke Hodge yeah. halfback And I like role. it. <laughs> I like it a lot. And I had him in my top four probably players. Nice. So I probably had Langford, Coldwell, um, yeah, Heppel, Waterman, 
Uh, I know I'm missing someone really obvious, but uh, it will come to me soon. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, he was really, really impressive. Uh, for the amount of footy he's missed, he was kicking as well as I'd seen. Uh, I don't think he missed a target today. Uh, but but what I really liked is his yelling. <laughs> like he was just really passionate about the team structured up, how he wanted to see it. So he was – any any stoppage. From halfback. Yeah, mean. any stoppage, you could hear it from behind the fence that he was the most loudest person on the ground. You there, you there, need you over there, need the guys set up here behind the ball, you know, just – but yelling, yelling, like really loud. Um, he's he's got to be loving playing footy again. I mean, he hasn't played so um, in ages. Yeah, and you just need it. Like you need that leadership. And he had – a leadership pre- – he had a hodgy kind of feel today. Yeah. Like he, he just – you know, he cut off various leads just because he's superior Smart. at, reading the, at yeah. reading the play. Like, yeah. And like that's what you saw. You saw sort of him and Ridley and you go, this is a really dynamic kind of half-back line. I know Heppel doesn't have that McKenna pace – but there's something to say just for guys who know where the ball's going to go. Like a hurdy, right? Luke, just, you just they're gonna be where the ball lands. Absolutely. Just, Luke Hodge couldn't run out of sight on a dark night, right? Like he but he was he was courageous back there. He knew what to do just, when he got the ball. Yeah. He was smart and he good by foot. So I can see it absolutely as a great role for him. Yeah, so I mean, he hasn't missed a beat now for about six to eight weeks. And he's yeah. done everything, hasn't he? Yeah, he played every 15-minute yeah. quarter. and he hasn't sort of had a couple of training sessions and then been he rested lighter, for two or something. Like he is a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's moving really, really well. Um, so, I, look, you cannot... But can't be, fault the bloke. You can't. I mean, it looks like a, it's going to be a master strike that position because I think it's going to really help the team Stendy's playing. his career maybe and all. Yeah. So... Um, now, what I'm thinking is I'm looking at the SNM website, oh yeah, the uh, um, app... And I've got the players. <laughs> You've got the players. Um, we'll run through a few of them, maybe the the, the ones that uh, some of the guys might want to know about. Maybe not as a full in-depth sort of performance if they played. Um, I'll start off with Patrick Ambrose. Where did he play? Well, okay, let me go with who didn't play. So we know uh, because there's quite a few that didn't play, right? Okay, go for it. So Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Ambrose didn't bring. play. <laughs> so <laughs> Cody Brand. So uh, I'll go through a few, like just so you know which ones. So yep. Ambrose, Draper, McGrath. Uh, McBride, Lachlan Johnson, um, uh, I'm missing one, Saharakis, and I'm going to miss someone else. That's cool. We'll come to them. You can tell me. So there's a number of players. Cody Brand only played about a a half in rotations. Okay. Um, He has lost lost a bit of weight, so he seems to be quite a bit fitter now, and and that's helping him. Uh, I was a bit worried at the start of the preseason, I must admit. I uh, wasn't sure what we were getting, but he's definitely getting better now. Now that he's moving and getting to contest, so uh, he's, 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 spo- got, he's spoiling fine. He's yeah. got he's got all the time in the world, the kid. Um, Braden Ham, Braden Ham did the Braden Ham things on the wing. You know, his long raking kick into the forward line, just dangerous, solid, solid. Um, Is he in the best twenty-two? Well, <laughs> currently. It's a it's a guy uh, who also played wing today. Yeah, but you, you, he hasn't played a game of footy yet. You can't put it like uh, we're talking about Cox, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've he's not far behind him, and he hasn't played a game. All right, we'll leave it that. Um, is there a spot for Matt Guelphy in this side? Did uh, he play? He played. Yeah, uh, he actually played not too bad. Where? Um, 
a bit of everywhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, well, I mean, guys like that are good, man. Yeah. Swingers, or, well, swing men. <laughs> I'm not casting dispersions <laughs> over what Matthew Guelphy does after five. Um, <laughs> uh, swing men are always good and handy. Um, did we see uh, Herdy's kid? Did he play? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. He, look, he, he probably only got the ball about eight or ten times, but yep. didn't miss a kick. Uh, ran the lines well. That's what I reckon from every time I've seen him train. He, he's not seven five foot five tall. He's not built like Waterman. But every time he touches the ball, there's no mistake with the ball. He does. He disposes of the ball as he's supposed to. Yeah, like he, he that would have been a big learning experience to actually when the because it was obviously a massive step up to normal training, right? So you could tell sometimes he was actually just reading every, what everything was going on. I bet he was. And, and, and that would have been a, a brilliant education for him today. But when he got it, uh, he mainly got it more like on a wing or half forward. Uh, he was fine. He summed up the play, kicked it to, to advantage. Um, Jay Laverde. Laverde. Um, Back forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Again, swing a swinger. Swinger. Yeah. Um, he was, he, as a classic Laverde, he looked dangerous the whole game. Um, but just... How? Just aerially just going for everything. Okay. Um, so there's not there's yeah. not a, there's not a guaranteed spot for that boy in the forward line, is there? No, 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 no. Okay. Not, not yet, um, but he has the potential to. Um, so if I hear that one more time about that kid. Yeah. Well, he's, he's potential. He's been in the round for like 12 years. He's got potential. And yeah, he, I mean, he has just come back from modified group. So oh, okay, cool. he seemed a bit rusty, but he, there was something about him. I went, oh, you look pretty good though. Like he, he won a lot of heavy contests just from physicality. Good. So. All right. Two quick ones, two little ones, Devin Smith and Will Snelling. Uh, Devin Smith only did half, then just did laps. So I think he's still coming back from the modified. Okay. Uh, looked dangerous enough in the first. Good, did some really good tackles. Whereabouts? Uh, midfield sort of t- and half forward. Yep. Classic Dev Smith. Perfect Dev Smith, yep. <laughs> uh, but look, looked dangerous at the start of the game and then obviously by instruction did laps. In the best 22? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, w Snelling? Uh, Snelling... Uh, from memory, was a bit quiet today. Okay. Um, didn't stand out. Didn't stand out. Okay. No. Um, Jimmy Stewart, like down back. Is Jimmy Stewart looking okay down there? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's moving really well. Um, uh, he was on his opponent the whole game. So he he was spoiling, looked solid, kicking well from out of defense. So you forget that he's actually quite a decent kick. Yeah, he's, he's got a good action, that kick. Um, so, so I think that's... I've got that funny feeling he's, he's going to play, especially with, with Ambrose not ready. All right. Um, my man, BZT. Uh, no, didn't. He, sorry, There's he's the, one the last <laughs> one for you. That was the one I was thinking of. There we go. Play. All right. So let's get to the draft picks. Okay. So let's go with the Cox, Cox Kitty. Cox first. Okay. I've got to talk about him. And I want to give the expectation correct so every fan understands because I've seen this now the whole preseason. Mm-hmm. I, I put in the context that this is a guy that has grown considerably in a short amount of time in height. 200 and some odd. So I can tell that he's getting his body still coming to terms with his sudden growth. Yeah. And that's through his kicking action. So I know he's known as a great kick. So I noticed today that 
for some reason, when there was high intensity, he kicks it really well. And then when he has a bit of a moment of not lazy, but just a bit, just a bit casual. Less intense, yeah. Um, his body just did not mechanically work. move work and and seriously shanked the kicks. Like, yeah, the, that, that's but that's weird. He's, yeah, yeah. he's dead set known it's for one of left those, and right foot. Yeah, there's one of those ones you go, I don't know why, but I don't feel concerned, even though that kick was really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like kind of giggling bad. Um, but I could tell with the body mechanics that he just didn't, He's just learning his new height. Um, now, here's the positive. Uh, on that wing. I want to play him round one. He was dangerous. Like, he, I mean, you saw the mark that yeah. the, the club, uh, but he's a very, very dangerous wingman. And he looks good. Like, he did. Outside of the, the few clangers, I mean, he kicked a goal, um, took a specky. So, you know, you go. There's someone. There's there's brilliance in this kid. Okay. So, whether he plays round one or not, I'm not sure. No, nah, probably but not. But will they be tempted? Damn, they will because he creates a headache for whoever plays on him. And a coach must think, oh, "Do I want to give another team a massive headache?" And one of the one of the things, I mean, when me and Truck have all of our uh, coffees together and, and catch up and say hey. Um, one of the one of the things I would always say is Splendid. Uh, yeah, um, is does he if you put him in the side does it make the opposition go damn we've got to, and he's worry a about him he's a headache yeah yeah because they will have to do something specific to stop his height and you've got to remember as a wingman wingman float to half back and to half forward yeah yeah and yeah, so yeah. that back so that as you I mean you saw the the half back mark when Langford's trying to mm. kick the ball forward perfectly good kick. You know, he had tools there and he's just, he's on the guy's shoulder taking mm. a mark. That's what I mean. You know, you don't get that from a wingman. No, and, and <laughs> yeah, someone like, and, and I'm not trying to put down Braden Ham here, but you're not going to get Braden Ham doing no, that on a wing. that's not right? his game, right? No, just, and someone like Nick Cox is going to, it's going to allow whoever plays in the forward line to not have to come up past the centre line almost to try and get that outlet yep. kick out of halfback. It's going to allow the forwards to stay in the bloody forward line, surprisingly, yep. and have somebody like him and the other guy that I would like to talk about um, at halfback or floating down from a wing. Zach Reed. Now, I think we, yep. we you and I have, have waxed lyrical for um, uh, for Nicolas Cox and um, <laughs> the messiah that is um, Joshua, uh, Joshua Eyre. Um, but you forget about Zach Reed, mate. This kid can go. Did he play? Yes, he no. played. Yes, he did. Yes. No. I, like, for me, as just a pure lover of watching footballers, yeah. out of the draftees, this is the one that catches my eye the most. Zach Reed. Zach Reed. And More than Cox. I know that sounds funny because, I mean, I'm saying that because um, Cox still, I mean, his clangers are really obvious, right? <laughs> so, uh, and he does, like, two or pro three. Pro really. pro probably fix that up, yeah. Zach Reed is a 203-centimetre Jordan Ridley. And that's, like, it, him today, he probably had 10 kicks. Every kick was unbelievably perfect. Now, he had one play where... From the back. Where, yeah, from half back. Yep. He just punched the ball all, day, all game. But when he gets the ball, like, he took one mark, played on, and I think Shield was going to run across him. He just did the most casual little uh, sidestep around him 
like a Ridley would. At 202 centimetres. Yeah, and then just nailed this 30-metre pass of the... And, and uh, we all look at each other. Like, we're like kneeling out. We're all looking at each other going, gee, this kid's got a lot of talent. Uh, and wow. it's going to come together. He's really, really thin. But he is my, in two years' time. Super smoky. He is, again, like Cox, going to be an enormous headache for the opposition wherever he plays. Because uh, he can play any position on the ground. I just swear he would he would make an amazing half forward, amazing half back, an amazing ruckman. Baby. So I, those two tools I'm very, very happy with. Uh, cool. And I'll, and I'll go, look, I'll go with Archie Perkins next. Oh, he played? Yep, yep. He actually did play. Um, uh, I have to be honest, and, and everyone who's been listening to either our Patreons or our podcasts know when I've said he hardly has trained this whole preseason. So he's only just got himself right. Yeah. He looked it. So he looked really, really okay. rusty. Okay. Uh, and it was more rusty, just the speed of the game. He just was like... Forward flank? Uh, yeah, kind of forward flank. Did play actually uh, on the ball for half. Huh? Um, well, not, so not a half, but two 15-minute quarters he was playing on the yeah. ball. Yep. Um, just, it was like, it's kind of like the game to get under his belt kind of game. Uh, just to get it hit. Because obviously he didn't play last year because of COVID. Yeah. Has missed this whole preseason. He's hardly trained. So, yeah, so give him a massive amount of, uh, of yeah, leeway there. It was, it was a player that was really rusty, just... Just couldn't pick up the pace a bit, um, and and but when he did get it, you go, oh, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, Bomber fans. He'll that, that kid will be fine. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Is it little concern? All right, couple of players that start with N. Nick Bryan, did he get a game? Yeah, yeah. Played really, really well. Really? Yeah, played ruck. So Sam Draper obviously didn't play. He played the Sam Draper role. That's fine. He was getting hit outs to the midfield. Because um, oh, you, you you don't hear much about him. No, he's really Sammy, good, he's a really good find. Like yeah, Sammy takes all the um all the um the news because and rightly so. And Draper's a big, big boy, physical. Brian's not there yet; yeah. like his body just hasn't matured. He's got a huge heat on him, a, a, a large and again, melon. Like in two years' time, he's going to be a really good player. I like it. Next one is the controversial um, placement of um, Ned Nerdlinger. Uh, Cahill? Yeah. Um, okay, Cahill was really good off off small back, so. I've got that funny feeling he's going to play round one. Um, wow. It was interesting. The very start of the game, the opening bounce, um, it, there's a straight tap and it ends up going to Shield. I noticed we were just watching, we are kind of where Cahill was in the halfback line. We are kind of looking at that line from, yeah. the, from the fence. So he's not playing so, back pocket. Not in this – well, not at – Okay, so Hindy and Heppel – He kind of is, but at centre bounces, he, his, oh. his man was up that high. Okay, so cool. yep. he just followed him. But Cahill, as soon as he saw that we were going to win the ball, he sprinted off half-back to get a lap over possession to help the team. And it was just an moving, interesting – Moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And, and just hit a nice kick. Um, he's got some really good decision-making, good skills. He's quite physical. Like, he's strong boy. Um, for his size. What about the leg speed? That's the only thing I look at him fine. and go, it's a like little he, nuggety looking yeah, arrangement. He, look, he looked fine. Like, I must admit, he, I didn't have anything to worry about. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I mean, if Andy McGrath's anything, the boy knows how to run. 
he won championships and stuff in in, um, in competitive running and stuff. So if he's been training under the uh, Andy McGrath school of one foot after the other, then he's very fit. He's he'd be very, fit very as a fit, fit yeah. as a fiddle, the boy. Yeah. So no, oh, that's really good, mate. I reckon he's a smoky. <laughs> we have literally covered almost every player apart from Dylan <laughs> Clark and. Uh, who else? Dylan Clark and old mate who... Look, ho- ho- obviously Hooker was really good, right? Um, uh, I watched Lachlan Johnson just before the game. Okay. Um, just to give an update on him. Uh, he looks like a guy to me that's not far off, but he's actually only thing holding back is just they're trying to increase his fitness. Um, okay. And he looked like he was about 80, 85% fit uh, uh, and just conditioning. Uh, and that's obviously coming from the from the knee, um, and that's that's I think the only reason he's missing these games. And so he did a lot of running today around, just continually around the ground. Yeah. The poor guy was struggling the last five minutes, doing but, laps, but not from lack of effort. Uh, okay, he was good, pushing through. So obviously, I think in a two or three weeks time, you're gonna he he hopefully will kind of get that next five ten percent. Uh, they're going to play him forward for sure. Like I saw him kicking for goal. He's got a really nice technique kicking for yeah, goal. So, and he's very physical. So who knows what, I don't really know what we're going to get, but yeah, that's there's fine, something mate. about him I like. We've got time. Um, and then a player that we've sort of maligned uh, a little bit here at the lunchtime catch up uh, in T Cutler. Yeah. He struggled a bit today. Yeah, he had his long 60-metre kicks for sure from the wing and when he was out in space. Um, I just think physicality, i just like him to get a bit more presence yeah. around the ground. I, I There's a player I forgot to mention, and, and I mentioned him only at the start because it was a, it was a clash with Gleeson, but Mason Redmond was really, really impressive oh, yes. today. And one thing I liked about it, he's got his pace back. Um, so he was fast. I, was, I actually didn't know it was him till he turned around. I went, oh, who's that? That's, he's really quick. Um, and he's got his legs back. So that told me his body is back to that two, three year ago kind of moving, kicking well. Um, he wants his spot. He wants his spot. Yeah, because Hindy he and Heppel. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he had that hit on Gleason, which was a bit cheap, but it was, not, it was fair because it was, you know, in some yeah. ways. But he wants his spot. And, and – that when he's in that mindset, Mason Redmond's a very, very good player. When he's very determined, a bit hot-headed, yeah. I want this spot, and I'm going to tell the coach. And you're not going to get a better user of the ball off half back by by foot. So yeah, he, I thought he was. Um, I thought he was pretty impressive. So uh, look, one thing I just want to say as like a, a team game plan kind of yeah. feel. What the? I thought. Uh, and I've been, you know, if you've heard my voice the last couple of times, I've been a little bit concerned because I haven't understood what everything has been happening. Yeah, like, and consi- I've said consistency. I openly in the game said, plan. yeah, I openly said like, I didn't know what these drills meant, and uh, it was very hard because there's a lot of chipping around, and I'm not yeah. sure what that means. For some reason, uh, a lot of that was out the window, um, uh, and the ball movement was really good. Like it was very fluid. One thing I really, really liked is I don't think I saw a handball go backwards today and I don't think I saw a handball go to a guy who's stationary. Yeah. And that's been a real big complaint of mine of of guys getting a handball to someone hot um, and, and, you know, then they have to do a miracle or, or try and balk yeah. out of it. Um, there was a really good eight-quarter movement of handball to guys who are on the run and in and in a to advantage. Yeah. 
and if not, they would kick it 30 metres. Uh, and there was a several plays today that we would have kicked it long to the forward line, um, probably one against two kind of situation. Yep. And those guys who I usually tell off lowered their eyes, even had to, even stopped and propped and ran around a bit. If they have to kick it 20 metres towards this midfield, they did that instead of coughing up the ball. Uh, and so I, I kind of felt like, I was, that was kind of, of all the players who go, yeah, you know, Coldwell and all that. Overall, the way we were moving the ball more intelligently, uh, I didn't say that word intelligently, intelligently. No. Um, uh, was really pleasing. Uh, and that was, you know, I it felt like that game plan was going to kick us more goals even if we had uh, a forward line that was a little bit suspect because – the midfield, you could tell, was getting in better spots to kick goals. And you know what I'm ecstatic about is the fact that you keep saying the word game plan. You see, you can see something. You can see a consistency in the way they're moving the ball. Yeah, the the long kicks, when there was long kicks, there was at least an even contest. Like it was, yeah. you know, it was a long kick. It was to a, a Peter Wright, a Josh Eyre, uh one-on-one or two-on-two. There was there was not as many long kicks to where they were outnumbered, or just bombing, or for just the sheer bombing hell of it just to get rid of it. Uh. You know, um, they had a their mindset was more trying to control the football through traffic, and that's like I said, are we a are we a Hawthorne in their heyday? Are we a we control the ball all the way down the field and then we try and get it in there, or are we a free flowing? Running off half back, booting it forward at all costs. What exactly are we? Yeah. And if it sounds like we're going to try and control the ball with intelligent handballs where yeah. it's applicable, then great. That's I'd love to hear it. Yeah. And look, understanding, and I have to say this, and it's before I know I always get this after it's yes, it's Essendon versus Essendon. Yeah. But please understand also, I know it's an inter club. But the guys on one side want to beat their guys on the outside. Because, oh, yeah. Because there's the best 22 up for grabs. And mm. this is a – if there's ever ever a year where there's the best 22 is not set, this is the year. I agree. And they played, you know, they played aggressive. They yeah. want they want that spot. They know they know who their competition is. I could see that yeah. very clearly. Braden Ham knows that Cox <laughs> is, is sniffing around and Zach Reed's tall and fabulous. And yeah. um, Archie's going to be kicking goals very soon. So, yeah, no, I understand. And that, it's evident by Mason slamming into um, Gleeson. Mm. He, he wants to show the coaches. He wants to show them, I'm back, I'm up, um, I'm on about, let's go. And I didn't talk about Zach Merritt just quickly. Uh, it was, Zach Merritt's playing really, really well. So yeah. I know I talked about how Langford was a bit on Merritt. They yep. played off each other. It was just very yeah, loose. So Merritt had the ball 25 times. He did Merritt. Merritt he did, does what he does, yeah. Merritt did what he did. But he's he's actually moving very well at this time of year, and that's that's a pleasing part. I think our midfield um, is as fit and healthy and moving as well as it as it has for a long time. Mm. And, and I kind of add in a weird way Heppel – to that because he roams up to the midfield a bit from half back and controls that kind of midfield space. So we I'm hoping that translates to us moving the ball better. I'm just I'm just very happy that we've got what all of our mids now apart from Stringer coming through there, all of our mids are fit-ish. Yeah. And and available like Hopefully, McGra- hopefully McGrath's just a little bit managed. Yeah, whatever McGrath was, didn't but didn't sense major 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm just glad to have them all up and about with, what, three weeks or something to go um, uh, before the season starts. So, mate, hugely comprehensive by you. Well done. That's um, as comprehensive as I can do. So yes, yes, mate. Well done. Um, I know the listeners will be absolutely loving that. I am. I'm sitting here opposite you. We've taken, what, hour and 15 um, worth of podcast because it's, it's great to hear stuff live from the actual game uh, mm. to see who's uh, performing. And I reckon... And, I, and it, you said it before, we said it all the time, but I reckon the bit that's making me smile the most is Kyle Langford. Oh, he looks The, really the kid nice. deserves it. He's put in a hell of a lot of effort. And if the next five years of his career are going to be the payoff, then I, I'm, I love it. Because he can be that thing. Yeah, everybody wanted Josh Dunkley and just think that we're not quite done with him yet. But anyway, um, if if... Kyle Langford can be the in and under. If Kyle Langford can be the bloke giving it to Dylan Shield on the outside and Merritt on the outside and McGrath on the outside and those things, then he's worth – because he changes our entire midfield. You don't have to have McGrath on the bottom of packs. He can be more skillful on the outside. Dylan Shield shouldn't be anywhere near the bottom of a pack. Um, and if he can do it – so I'm, I'm wildly excited to hear that he's playing really well. Yeah, him and Colwell, I think, will really help the side. Yeah. And, and, and it sounds funny. They've both got a bit of grunt, even though one looks quite smaller. Yeah, Colwell but doesn't they do, look they just, but He just does. Like, he just knows – Determination. Determination, tackles very hard. And gets clearances, and that's what you want. Um, well, mate, thank you very much um, for going down there today. I'm sure the listeners will, will love that. Um, thank you, everybody, to all of our new listeners um, that have come in since, um, pretty much since the truck interview. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Uh, big shout-out, too, also to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Patreons. Um, we've had a heap of those guys and girls um, come onto our Patreon site. Um, check it out if you want to, patreon.com forward slash um, lunchtime catch-up. Yeah, we we do for people who don't know, we do a lot of extra shows for the Patreons. We had even just the other day, we we all caught up on Zoom and just talked Essendon and I yeah. and I just talked through training, what I'm seeing. Yep. Anyone could ask a question. We just had to and fro. I love it. It's a great community. Little as two bucks, as little as two bucks a month um, to come on. You get um, extra shows during the season proper. We'll be doing a um. Uh, uh, Regular um, Patreon episodes as well, so massive thank you to that. Um, and just goes to just so people know, it just goes to our hardware, all our software. That's it. Or that we we have quite a few monthly billings that you have with podcasts and yep. software, in able to post shows, have it live on the net. Uh, with SoundCloud, we've got subscriptions and Zoom yep. subscriptions, and uh, so it just helps pay for that. So yeah, that just absolutely. so people understand, this is not a get rich screen scheme. It's a, it's a, uh, it's simply just to help us pay yeah, absolutely. and have the show running yep. at a at a high kind of sound and, and quality. Uh, we, we hopefully, yeah, you can get us on the socials. You can get us at Facebook, um, Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast, um, the Lunchtime Catch Up on uh, um, Instagram, and the Lunch Catch Up. On yes. Twitter, we couldn't get the lunchtime catch up podcast. So the lunch catch up on Twitter, come and check us out. Um, where can they find you, Scotty? Uh, they can uh, obviously people know me Scooter uh, on um, on Twitter, and and that's you know I am on Instagram, but I post one every, every six months. Trove Tuesday, so yes. I don't look at it. So to be honest, I look at some of the players things, but uh, uh, I'm, everyone knows me as a bit of a Twitter, or sometimes I'm on Blitz. Uh, yeah, on, cool. See John's. Um, All right, man. Well, um, we better wrap this up. We've been going on forever. So um, thank you, everybody, for uh, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. We'll be talking to you again real soon, um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Probably not next week. <laughs>